Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. The BA4 and BA5 sub-variants of Omicron are leading to a concerning jump in infections here and all around the world. That's partly because while current vaccines are preventing death and hospitalisations, they're no longer as effective at stopping COVID from spreading. Today, US virologist Jeremy Camille on when Omicron-specific vaccines will be ready and which nations will get them first. My name is Jeremy Camille. I am an associate professor at LSU Health Shreveport, and my field is virology. Professor Camille, these subvariants of COVID-19, we have BA4 and BA5, and they're causing a bit of a problem here in Australia. With the nation recording an average of 33,000 cases per day, patients are very quickly filling hospital wards. And they're in the United States by the sounds of it. Omicron subvariant BA5, the most contagious version of the virus yet, now dominant. Yeah, uh, they're they're causing a huge rise in cases. I can tell you from my personal life, I'm encountering people who up till now never caught COVID, who were fully vaccinated and avoided all the early Omicron waves, BA1, BA2, and they're sick now or just recovering. Mm, they're, they're more infectious, these subvariants, and they're leading to this surge. Correct. It's led the government here to approve a fourth COVID-19 vaccine for everyone over the age of 30. For Australians aged between 30 and 49 uh, who feel that they want to take a fourth dose, that that will be available to them. But Are they doing that in America too? Well, they're doing something, I would say, not, not quite as aggressive as Australia. They've approved boosters for people who are over 50 or if uh, someone is immune compromised, I think they're eligible as well. I think it's no contest. We know that it helps. The problem is that that protection can wane over time. Mm. And we know that the vaccine doses that were originally developed and which, which are still being used, well, those are based on, on the spike as it looked like in December 2019. Mm. Omicron looks, looks significantly different and it would be to our advantage to give people immunizations against something a little closer looking to the renegades that are roaming the city streets now rather than what they looked like two years ago. So it sounds like, from what you're saying, the current vaccines, they're sort of failing now. The the place where they're failing is they're preventing people from getting colonised by the virus or infected in the first place. But infection and disease are two very different things. So mm. So I, I think we should not lose sight of how important an advance that the current vaccines are. However, we should hold ourselves to the to a higher bar because we can do better. We should be releasing updated vaccines. That's that is obvious, to, at least to me and to, to I think most other scientists. So we're grateful that we have the vaccines. They are stopping people from dying, from going into hospital, but we need new vaccines now. So where are we up to on that? What Moderna and BioNTech, who partner with Pfizer, have done is they have updated their mRNA vaccine formulations to include, first they added the BA1 spike, 
And now there's discussions or even preliminary tests coming out with BA5 spikes. So they are either going to offer these as blends. So they'll have a, a one-to-one ratio of a BA1 spike with the old original recipe, or they're even testing, you know, pure BA5 shots or pure BA1 shots. So there's a lot of preliminary clinical data coming out and it, and it looks good. They're seeing increases in neutralizing antibodies that are significantly better against the current variants than the original vaccine was giving. It sounds like scientists, they're really chasing after the virus as it changes and it mutates. So could any new vaccine be out of date by the time we actually get it? I think that we shouldn't make perfect the enemy of good. The Omicron lineages are different from each other, but they're more similar to each other than they are to the ancestral version. So it's going to be a huge advantage to even have your immune system trained on BA1. That will give you better protection against BA5 than than just the ancestral shot. And the other nuance which people should hopefully begin to appreciate is the more different shapes of the spike that your body sees, the better uh, responses you get. So you start to see these, they're called cross-protective responses or cross-reactive responses. Mm -hmm. So there's some nuances there, but people shouldn't think that it's an endless race of constantly updating the vaccine. What you will see over time is that as people encounter different variants of the spike, whether from vaccination or from natural mutation of the virus and being reinfected, that reinfections will tend in most people to be milder over time. And that if people get immunized with different spikes, they're going to be protected broadly against future variants as well, even ones we haven't seen yet. So we don't need a perfect match. We really don't. Mm, so, so what you're saying is even if the vaccines that are sort of ready to roll out now only target sort of BA1, the subvariant BA1 of Omicron and not BA5, which is causing the big problem now, it's still worth getting them out there and getting them out there quickly. Absolutely. And what will that change? Will it reduce the amount of infections? Absolutely. I think you'll what you'll start to see once you roll out even a BA1 booster is that if people have already had three doses of or even two doses of the of the original recipe, you'll start to see protection from infection again. You'll see people getting exposed who, if they hadn't gotten an updated vaccine, probably would have been infected and got ill. So you'll start to see what people were so excited about in the very beginning, which is that the vaccines are able to prevent transmission and not just limit disease. Because I think physicians are very excited to see less people dying, but the general public, they like to avoid a fever as well. They'd, they'd like to not be ill for three or four days and, and know that they made everyone at a, a big family dinner ill when they mm. brought it home with them. So it, it, I think it'll be wonderful to see these updated shots go out. Mm. The question is, why don't we have these vaccines already? I mean, Omicron's been around for a pretty long time now. Variant. The name is Omicron. Omicron. This new um, uh, Omicron variant rapidly spreading. Omicron. So how much longer do you think we'll have to wait? It sounds like the government bureaucrats who, I mean, they have good reasons to have those regulatory agencies. They're charged with protecting us from unsafe medicines. They're saying October. Maybe in some countries we'll see it a little bit earlier. 
those shots are, were originally announced by Moderna was going to be able to deliver those shots in August. Mm. But no one seems to be talking about an August release anymore. I don't know if it's, if it's better outside the United States. I know that Germany contracted purchase of some shots. I think they announced that back in the end of May. So maybe some countries are going to see those doses coming out earlier if they made commitments. It's, it's rather sad to not have a more transparent picture of what's going on with the rollout internationally. And I hope it's an under-promise, over-deliver situation. So they're basically ready to go but we're waiting on the regulators to approve these vaccines. And it sounds all a little bit chaotic. Long haul, I think that this should hopefully force many leading governments around the world to innovate a little bit and think about how to better match up what we can deliver technologically with what the regulatory frameworks are prepared to harmonize with. Mm -hmm. Because right now, it's very clear that just the kind of risk-averse culture of federal uh, drug regulatory and vaccine regulatory agencies just hasn't caught up with what mRNA vaccines and, and probably some other types of vaccine platforms are ready to deliver. And there's no sense in holding back a BA1 or a BA4, BA5 vaccine when this virus is going around infecting half the population. Can I take you back to that point about nations around the world. If we are going to see these new vaccines distributed from October, maybe hopefully earlier, are we also going to see again that race between nations? Are we meant to be pre-ordering these doses? And if we haven't, do we get left behind? I think sadly that's the case. I mean, we, you know, we live, we tend to live in capitalist economies and as it always happens, it's the, the wealthier, more developed countries in, in the Northern Hemisphere and, and also, of course, Australia, the first world economies, as they call them, that seem to be getting these doses first. And we know this is a worldwide global problem and there are plenty of people in need in less wealthy countries who's going to be providing them the updated vaccine. So it, it, the same problems we saw since the beginning of the pandemic. And when the vaccines, the new vaccines do arrive and we do start to see needles in arms again, how can we guarantee that that vaccine is going to do the job? How do we know that this virus isn't going to mutate again, given how many people have it around the world at the moment? I mean, this virus is definitely in the habit of defying predictions. But one of the predictions that for the most part has held is that if, you're, if your body has been trained against the virus, even imperfectly, the disease consequences tend to be less. Jeremy Camille is an associate professor of microbiology and immunology at the Louisiana State University Health Shreveport. Here, the Department of Health says it's working closely with manufacturers to ensure Australia has access to the most up-to-date vaccines. The Health Minister, Mark Butler, has ordered an urgent review into Australia's COVID-19 vaccine contracts. This episode was produced and mixed by Sam Dunn. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. 
You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on ABC News Daily abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.